Good evening, welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football. Uh, everyone's favourite, well, I guess now we're the only kid in the block, aren't we, really, I guess? Uh, I've not seen anyone else put anything out for a, f- for a few months, actually. I haven't, actually, yeah, which probably makes either because we're so good and so listened to, or because that niche market has just got nicher. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's actually an adjective, but it should be. Although their blog's probably doing better than ours. Oh, actually, strangely enough, I'm way reactivated that the blog, I read some of the stuff today, and it was absolutely brilliant. I thought, well, I'm, I can write pretty well sometimes. Uh, we can write pretty well sometimes. So, yeah, um, I guess we'll maybe try and bring the blog back, but let's not put that on the podcast. Right. Anyway, good evening. As always, my name is Mark, and I'm joined by Paul. Paul's looking a little bit less smiley than the last time I saw him. It's been a tough few days. Yeah, but definitely, definitely way less bloated than when I the last time I saw him. After after fourteen burgers, three kebabs, and uh, and about four sausages. At the uh, fan appreciation barbecue. <laughs> yeah. At the at the at the years of podcast listeners barbecue. <laughs> that was just what it was in the end. Where regular listeners, Mum and Jesse came along. Yes. <laughs> And uh, we got to actually meet meet all our listeners. So thank you everyone who came to the Forty Eight Shades Barbecue. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure uh, you're all still there, and no one's kind of popped it after after Paul tried to make burgers. <laughs> you didn't have any ill effects. If you had ill effects, it's probably from the three bottles of soju you had afterwards. <laughs> um, I'm not, I didn't go to soju that night, did I? Uh, I think I went straight home. I think after. I don't know where I went. Oh yeah, but we went to Sue one and one. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I, I didn't catch up with the Phantom Twitter, so I ended up just going, ended up just going home and buying six, six bottles of Scotland's finest IPA. Yeah, tenants. Yeah, yeah, and crashing out somewhere on my floor trying to play football manager. But anyway, you're also looking a lot perkier, presumably after last night. Well, this morning's result. Uh, yes, I I woke up at f- I, I woke up to watch it and fell asleep again. Uh, and then woke up again at 4.20 uh, and noticed it was 3-0 Celtic against some Gibraltar team. The same team who beat us 1-0 last week. So you went back to sleep. And so I went back to sleep. Job done. Job done. Speaking of job done, I do believe the postman, the candlestick, the thief, the cook, the wife and his lover were all playing. Uh, but yeah, pretty horrendous, but at least we're through. Thanks. Next up is a trip to the, the mighty Kazakhstan and the giant colours that are Astanta. Which is probably nearer here than it is there yeah. in Glasgow, right? Like, More than halfway, I guess. It, it kind of makes you weep that Scottish football was so bad that we're now terrified of a trip to Kazakhstan. But anyway. So you mentioned earlier you're going to revive the blog. I am indeed. Is that what the uh, intro music was about? Uh, nope, but it could be, yep. The intro music was about the blog coming back for good. Um, it was also about... Can I get one more guess? You get one more guess, yeah. We've got a special guest, Stevie, coming in for a... Has he moved back to Korea? I, I saw on Facebook that he's moving house. He is moving house. I believe he's moving to Warwickshire. Uh, or Warwickshire. Wiltshire. Wiltshire, yeah. Same place. Same thing. Uh, I, I mean, fair play. Good luck to you, Stevie. I hope it all works out. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you in two months when, when the English can't take any more of you. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I, don't, I, I don't really know how, how, how Stevie's going to... Like get on when he's surrounded by all Englishmen, <laughs> not just like one or two token ones in the corner. But anyway, but yeah, so he's eventually got himself back in the employment ladder, I believe. So he's not back here for good then. So what, what's the what's the significance of the of take that? 
Well, the significance is that the one and only legend that, that is Edu, who used to play with Suwon, uh, then came back to Korea to play with John Book, then left for Pastures Richer, has come back again to John Book. So now he's back in Korea for his third, his third time. So this time I can't see him leaving, so yeah, he must be back for good. Or at least until he retires. Or at least until Chinese clubs buy him again. I saw the, his welcome photo, and it looks as if there's a little bit more of him back for good. It looks a bit, a bit tubby. I guess, I guess he's been on the uh, jampong, <laughs> the jampong and the jajamyong in preparation, right? So uh, obviously, if Edu's coming in, that means they must have got rid of someone. They did. Probably the biggest transfer shock of of Korean football history was uh, Lopez. Nope, Louise. Mm. I always get the two of them mixed up. I wish they had got rid of Lopez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fair point, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, Louise, uh, formerly of John Book, who can't, he's only been here like a season or something, uh, has moved to Gangwon FC. Well, he came in last summer mm, to replace Edu. Yeah. So he's lasted like a full year. And he's now off to Gangwon FC. And a move that you, you have to, I guess, I mean, I guess we'll talk about it when we do the transfer roundup at the end of the window, but that's a move that you've got to imagine uh, has been sanctioned by John Book, i.e. John Book must be paying his salary, right? Or at least part of his salary. And Bryce would also explain why he went to a, a, a challenged club uh, and not, and not a, a classic club, because I guess John Book wouldn't pay you know, a contribution to his salary and have him score goals against them. Which we'll get on to in a minute, I guess. But, um, but yeah, it, it does seem a very strange move. Yeah. And a bit of a, a, bit of a game changer for the, for the, for the challenge, because Lopez, when I've seen him, was playing reasonably well in the, in the classic. Every time. Louise, when I saw I mean, so was Lopez, but, like, yeah, I mean, I saw do Louise. Not a, do you not have an ex-fiancé called Louise? Uh, not a fiance, no. <laughs> but, you, but you've never been involved with someone called Lopez, have you? <laughs> so just think of, think of ex Actually, that actually was a Mexican girl once. <laughs> so. Now let's stop there before I have to go in and start editing stuff out. But anyway, well, it's not as bad as the time that we had the Libyan national team on, but anyway. Um, but yeah. Uh, strange, strange one. Huge, huge signing to be in the classic. I think, to be honest, challenge. He was still a huge signing to be in the classic as well, but a huge signing to be in the challenge. Yeah. Have you taken something? I'm just like a class as well. It's like yeah. I can't. I don't, I don't even have alcohol. It's an excuse. Uh, do you think that cements uh, that the idea that Kangwon are making a serious push for promotion this year? Uh, I think it does. I mean, you've got to look at that as being. A, a huge statement of intent. Should we, should we start with a review of the the, the class uh, the challenge this, yep, this week? Let's sort of see where they are and see if it's if it's too little, too late, or just in enough time. They've they've been there or thereabouts, haven't they? Except uh, last time we checked, I think Ansan were way ahead, but since they're moving to Arsan and they're going to be a new Ansan team, is is a bit up in the air, isn't it? Yeah. So basically. Like, um, like Gang One, uh, they actually lost. They lost at the weekend to Gyeongnam, which I guess is why they brought them in then. But they are still sitting, sitting in, in second spot. Um, 
six points adrift of Ansan and only two points ahead of, of Daegu now. Who have a game in hand. Who have, who have a game in hand, yeah. Um, so it looks like they've brought, brought Louise in. Uh, to <laughs> Thank you. Um, to uh, kind of maybe give them the goals and kind of give them that push. You wouldn't imagine they brought them in to get them second spot. You'd, you'd think they brought them in to kind of try and get them mm. to clinch it, yeah. But massive, massive signing. Um, how did the police get on at the weekend? Uh, they drew on Monday evening with So Wieland in literally one of the worst games I have ever watched in my life. Okay. I didn't go. It was actually live on NBC Sports 2, I believe. Okay. Which is quite funny because NBC Sports 2 showed that game. No, no, KBS and Sports, it was, showed that game live on, on Monday. Yeah. And then NBC Sports 2 made the mistake of showing the Songnam Jeju game live last night. So talk, talking of Eland, they their forms picked up quite a lot since Monsieur Rennie left. Yep, undefeated in five or six, I think that is now. And they're now in touching distance of fourth place. Yeah, the three points adrift of Buchan, who have gone on their own run of banality. Yeah. After um, being second in the league at one point, they went lost three on the trot and then drew with Anyang last weekend. Yep. But they're, I mean, they're still in touch, nice touching distance of second, but they need to uh, arrest this poor run of form. Yeah, they? definitely. They have to turn it around. I mean, quite surprisingly, during that time, they also knocked, knocked John Book out the, the FA Cup as well. So, And uh, some serious complaints about their style of play, right? The, yep. The, the fake injuries and yeah. the, the dodgy cramps. Yeah. But obviously, John Book a quick learner, so I saw a lot of that last night. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I think that was a... I think that was a, an idea of, um, yeah, like, win at all costs, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't want to, you, you don't want to see that, but at the end of the day, every, I think every team in the K-League is kind of guilty of feigning, feigning the odds, feigning the odd injury, yeah? Um, but I think Eland have, have kind of turned things around. You get the impression that, I think they, they, they played Butch on pretty soon. Uh, within the next two or three games and you get the feeling that if they can keep keep this up that they could end up seeing themselves back in the playoff spot um, interestingly what they have done is got rid of Jonathan Beluso yeah. during the week it's a bit surprising wasn't it because he came in over the summer but I uh, guess over the winter yeah I guess he was Martin's man and I guess the, the new coaches looked at him and said yeah you don't really give enough uh, Tarabai like Tarabai must be Literally, the most frustrating player for a team to play against. Um, I watched, as I said, I didn't go to the game on Monday, but I watched it on, on, on TV. And the whole game, he was just niggling at defenders, like winding up goalkeepers. Like He keep, he gets involved in handbags like, all the time. Uh, so he, he he's obviously has that kind of way of playing, but he plays on the shoulder of defenders and kind of like, like nips at their heels and nips at them a little bit and stuff, so... But um, I think if, if they can if they can keep keep a good one going, then yeah, you you the the dream of of, of an all soul derby and the in the classic next year is still on, yeah. Okay, there were two other results this weekend. Tejon beat Pusan two one. Um, they're still a bit off the off the playoffs, but they're going a decent run. They could still make it. 
Um, I think they've brought in a couple of players as well. I think they've went for a big style in this transfer window as well, as far as I know. But they've also got rid of the their main man, right? Yeah. Wanderson. Wanderson, who's moved to Jeju, right? Yeah. Who was obviously my star player of best eleven. Yep, well, my star player of best eleven was Adriano, so I mean, I got that one right, didn't I? Um, but um, interestingly, I don't think I think it's too much for Dejan. I don't think they'll make it. I don't think they'll get a playoff spot. Poussin definitely won't, right? Uh, Poussin have no chance. I would say eight points adrift, and just looking like a team that just can't string two two performances together. And then the last game was the the, the, the relegation battle between Chengdu and Koyang, which I think we predicted would be nil nil. I think we did, right? And uh, how did it turn out? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Nil nil. Nil nil. I thought I was postponed, but I'm going to guess it was nil nil. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, the bottom of that, I think the Classic has a tighter group of teams. I don't think there's that much between, I know you're looking to go and challenge, but let me finish. I don't think there's a big difference between the, the quality outside maybe the bottom two or three in the Classic. Yeah. But in the challenge, there's a, just, there's a huge gulf, I feel, between Chunju, Goyang and, and everyone else. You do get the feeling that even, even Gyeongnam, uh, who are like ninth in the table are still like six points clear and of Chunju and ten points clear of Goyang. That's like a huge gap we have at the bottom of your table. It's a little bit like Dejon in the in the classic last year. Uh, in twenty one games Goyang have won once. Yeah. And that's Martyrs esque. Yep. Okay. That's enough about that. Yep, that's enough about the league that no one listens to. Force them to listen to it this week. Uh, on to the classic. Two two rounds of games to talk about, weren't there? Uh, there was indeed, yeah. Um, I think we both had one happyish result and one less happy. Although I'm probably a bit well, a bit more. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty gutted after last night, but <coughs> I think yeah, like we had so that at the weekend. Uh, we had a, like, uh, one set of games on Saturday, Sunday, and we had a round uh, last night as well. Yeah. Then they, they, they kind of, well, you went to Incheon, right? Yeah, yeah. On the Sunday, yeah? Yeah. But I guess, we, well, let's go through the Saturday games first, I guess, and then we'll move on to the Sunday ones. Uh, I think that the, the big news probably was uh, John Book went to Jeju, and a game that we kind of, we thought or kind of hoped that we might see the beginning of John Book going through like a kind of tough a tough series of games and beat their unbeaten run. But yeah, they beat Jeju 2-1. Yeah. In a game I don't really think was ever in, in threat, to be honest. Um, Jeju have been uh, incredibly, incredibly poor. Yeah. Um, they, they got themselves up within touching distance of second and then yeah. gone on a, a horrific run. Yeah, I think that's something like six, six games that without a, a win, like three of them defeats. Still, they'll probably rectify that at the weekend. Uh, well, yeah, they almost rectified it last night. Um, so, yeah, you, you kind of look at it and say, Jeju is usually a tough place to, to go to, but again, John Book just, yeah, didn't really fold as we kind of maybe hoped. Um, Ilsan were at home to Guangzhou uh, in a game that pretty much was a pretty amazing ding-dong battle. Ilsan ran into a quick... 2-0 uh, lead 
Uh, I, I watched this game actually. Um, John Joe Cook then pulled one back with a pretty soft dodgy penalty. Leading scorer, John Joe Cook. Yep, he only came on uh, about a minute before the penalty. Okay. Um, what was interesting in this game was Mendy, Frederick Mendy, has become quite the cult hero, not just in Osan, but with JTBC Sports or whoever it was that, that was watching, that might have been KBS. And when Han Sang-un scored the, the first goal, yeah. they screamed, Mendy, Mendy, and the cameras focused on Mendy. And you were like, yeah, I don't think it was a six-foot Ghanaian guy that headed that ball over the line. I was fairly certain it wasn't Mendy. Um, second goal, Mendy, Mendy. No, 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 it was a Korean boy as well. And they kind of did this like, all through the game. They just kept focusing on him and kind of saying his name. I have no idea what they were actually saying, but... How did, um, he, how did he look? Uh, yeah, he's got a daft haircut, but other than that... Oh, you mean how did he play? Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he actually played pretty well. I get what it, I, I get why people like him. He's 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 pretty... He's all over the pitch. Like He chases everything. Like he's He kind of looks like a, a guy who's here to play football, not just here to pick up a, a kind of foreigner's salary. Yeah. Um, Ulsan looked great. I mean, Ulsan looked like a, like, like a really good team. Uh, the second goal, Kim Sung Jun, slight chances of handball, but you can't you can't knock the the the, the finish, which was a cracking volley, um, and then yeah, ended up finishing three two, a bit of kind of twitchy twitchy bum time for Ulsan in, in the last like five ten minutes, but uh, they kind of saw it out and won won the game three two. Another game Saturday was was Suwon against Jonam. Where, yeah, again, I think this is the third game, or maybe like the second game in a row, but maybe like three out of the last four games, where John Ram had been staring defeat in the face with five minutes left and pulled it back and won. And again, they were 1 0 down with, with six minutes left and two goals in two minutes. Yeah. Uh, gave, them, gave them the three points. Open up a bit of space at the, the bottom. Yeah, it's now them and Inchon are, are now six points ahead of Suwon. And Suwon. Now look like they're kind of the Dejans of 2016, which is a shame. Um, on to Sunday, whose glory is victory? Will we start with first? Um, start with yours. Okay. Would you want to know about it? Uh, I heard there was a, a one of those for the blooper reel. Um, there's two ways of viewing it. Uh, you're obviously I'm assuming you're obviously talking about Kim Hyun's goal. Yeah. And uh, not me trying to sneak beer in the stadium. No. Okay. Um, they, so it had been a pretty, I wouldn't say even game. I think it was Suwon were probably the better team for the first 20 minutes. Um, they had Santos and Jonathan playing. And they looked like a team who were buoyed from having knocked us out of the cup just like a few days earlier. Yeah. Um, there was a lot more fans out there. Appeared, felt as if there was a lot more fans this time. Um, so what basically happens is uh, Suwon got a free kick or a corner. I can't quite remember. And the cross comes in, and Kim Jong Jun, Kim not Kim Jong Jun, Kim Kun Bae, uh, palms it out, and it falls to Kim Hyun, who was making his first start in the in the colours of Songnam. And he does look up. You cannot deny the fact that he looks up. And from 64.7 metres away, he he lobs the keeper. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, watching it from the away end, you're just watching this ball fly over going, nah, 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 nah. What? 
and then no, no dung game. Fair, he didn't lob the keeper, did he? No, well, he tried to lob the keeper. The, the keeper tried to, to play volleyball with it uh, and knocked it in the back of his own he tried net. Tried to spike it up so he could then slam it over. Yeah, I'm not really quite sure what he was doing because he could have caught it. Yeah, I wasn't really travelling at, at, at any pace. In fact, had he went back on on the goal line, it was going to bounce before the goal line anyway. Yeah. As well, like it was going to bounce probably. Well, maybe not. I might have bounced on the goal. I might have bounced maybe like within the six yard box. But he could definitely have caught it. There was no one near him, but he made some daft attempt to punch it. He would have been better off trying one of those Colombian scorpion kicks, wouldn't he? He could have been any worse off trying it. To be perfectly honest, uh, but instead he tried a he tried a Colombian marching powder trick. Uh, and thought there was three balls and pumped in the back of his own net much to the amusement of everyone in the song I mean, who we all kind of stood there for a second going did what and then we just kind of exploded in, in, in joyous celebration uh, it was so such an amazing goal that even Kim Hackbum smiled so is he your new favourite keeper now He's uh, no damn good, I'm going to call him as opposed to the, the sole guy that's gifted you five, five <laughs> goals so far he's far better uh, it was it was incredible. Like uh, I mean, great longest goal in Kayleigh history, sixty-four point seven meters. Not that Song Nam are ripping the arse out of it with their marketing in any way whatsoever. By having Kim Hyun longest goal in Kayleigh history as their as a promotional poster for the game against Jeju, even though he couldn't play anyway. Um, so then after that, Suwon again were probably the better team. Uh, came back at us second half. And then, if you can have the longest goal in K-League history, then I guess surely the shortest player in K-League history can equalise. As Yom Ki Hyun swung a free kick in, and Santos, like he obviously didn't head it, but uh, he toe poked it into the back of the, the, the net. I would have loved it if he'd have headed it in. <laughs> He's like four foot tall. As, as the defender went to knee it out, <laughs> yeah. he headed it in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As it bounced like, like at shin height, Santos jumps up and heads it in. <laughs> uh, so the Suwon fans. He's were, Santos Jr., so maybe he's only about three years old. <laughs> I think he might be. I think it's, I think it's actually Santos' son that's actually playing because this kid is not no way a footballer. Anyway, um, then as the Suwon fans were getting ready to do their obnoxious bouncy dance. Yeah. Uh, Suwon kicked off, ran up the pitch, and Joe Chicho. The ball was crossed in. I think I'm not sure who crossed it in. To be honest, uh, Yongji, I guess, if it was down the right wing, uh, and Joe Chicho knocked it. Kind of side-footed, flicked it past past known goals. Probably should have got a touch to it. To be perfectly honest, wasn't hit with any real venom. Uh, Two-one, and then Songnam just pulled back and just sat there and let them come at us. And, they, and I mean, they kept attacking for the last. 15, 16 minutes, but yeah, there was nothing, nothing in it. Where was Mr. Yeah. Tiago? <coughs> so Tiago was injured. Okay. Uh, so from the team that started against them in the cup, Kim Dong Jun was on the bench. Yeah. Uh, Tiago was dropped because he, he was injured. Yeah. Uh, Kim Do Hyun was dropped because he can't play two games in a week. Yeah. Oh, actually, three games in a week if you consider Jeju. And Wang Yi Zhou was benched quite literally because he's crap. So the man in the match for me uh, was Peter, who just ran the show. He was absolutely brilliant. And at one point, I think I tweeted this, at one point the Suwon attacked 
and they shot and the ball rebounded off a defender's foot, right, and kind of went up in the air. Mm. And Peter turned around and saw it and volleyed it to the side, right into the path of Kim Hyun, yeah. who just broke away. Yeah. And it was just literally like, it was a backheel volley that set up a move. It was beautiful. It was one of the greatest pieces of skill I've seen. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure uh, if there's a Sue One fan I haven't annoyed, um, and if we had to ask them on the podcast and they said yes, they would say Sue One should have won or at least got a point. But I think you've got to take your chances, and we took ours and they didn't take theirs. Okay, and you remember back in the close season, we were absolutely ripping the piss out of your Songnam goalie who'd cocked up his application to Sangju. Yep. And ended up having to go to the regular army. Yep. And Sangju, the police, yeah. Uh, he went to the police. No, no, he, he cocked he, up his, he, he wanted his to go to the police, but he cocked yep. it up and he had to end up leaving Songnam and going to the regular army. Yep. Dig fold blankets and dig ditches. Yep. But apparently he's turned out to be the biggest genius ever because you told me he's back. He's back. Six months. Six months military service. Back, back in Songnam due to uh, personal problems. He's not allowed to turn out for, for Songnam for four weeks, I believe. Um, Ooh. Well, yeah, but... And obviously he hasn't been training as a footballer. He's been literally oiling, oiling his weapon, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's back in, in the colours of Songnam. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. And your other guy that got sent back from Sangju's still, still, still with Songnam. Nope, back again. He's gone back to Sangju. Yeah, and he, and he was accepted this time. Okay. Look, I think, yeah, I think when they did his 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 X-rays, there was like water on his knee or something, so he had to come back and rest by playing. I don't really quite get that. All right, so that's your weekend match wrapped up. Which was yeah, so great, brilliant. Can't beat it. Uh, would you rather, given that you played them twice in a week and you won one and lost one, would you rather have won the Drew one and lost one? Well, you got knocked out of the cup and won in the league. Would you rather have switched the results around? Would you rather still be in the cup and take the league loss? Um, I'd probably rather still be in the cup. Purely because I think there's more chance of us winning the cup yeah. than of us finishing third which is what it would take to guarantee the ACL spot. Yeah. Finish fourth and hope that it's an Osan Seoul final in the cup and they're second and third, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but I think you've got to look at it and say, probably uh, I would have taken winning in the cup and losing in the league. Yeah. Uh, because the cup is winnable. We're not going to win the league. Yeah. And I think finishing third is still going to be a huge challenge as well. Yeah, okay. So next up... Well, I guess we can quickly just do the game that you didn't go to, which was Pohang Sangju, which I think we predicted would be a draw. And it almost was. And it almost was, yeah. Sangju scored twice and Pohang <laughs> didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sangju ran out 2-0 winners, um, which was actually their third win in a row, which I believe at that point took them up to fourth in the table. Uh, so they were fourth in the table come Monday morning. They're not fourth now, but anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, that was a strange result. After Pohang had been doing so well. They've lost two on the bounce now, right? Uh, three now. Uh, three if you count yesterday's. Yeah, they also lost yesterday as well. So I think they'd won three in a row, and now they've lost three in a row. Yeah. Um, so Pohang looking, they're not going to be threatening. Um, well, definitely not John Book, but 
probably looking at they're going to be struggling to be you'd be threatening second, third, fourth if they keep up that kind of form. Well, assuming Seoul <laughs> at some point relinquish second place. Despite despite Seoul's horrific run of, run of form, you'd imagine that at some point. I can't believe they're still second. I can't believe they're still second because everyone else is losing around them. That's a problem. I mean, like like Sona, like we have pulled back quite a, not uh, yeah, we pulled back quite a bit of ground. Yeah. I think we've pulled back about six points. Yeah. And so, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, and Ulsan had climbed up the table from nowhere to second. But yeah, a third. But no one took advantage, I guess, yesterday, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I would say that it was going to take something massive from Pohang, I think, to get into the kind of second, third spot. So you're looking at the, the ACL spots being John Book, obviously, Seoul, Ulsan, Solnam. You hope that Seoul are going to snap, snap out of it at some point? No, oh, it depends if you hope that or not. And they did. Huang did get his first win at the weekend. He did. You went down all the, all the way to Enchan. Yeah. You had to flee the barbecue. Yeah. Uh, did you make it in time? Uh, we did. We got there about. We got off the subway at five forty-nine. Oh wow, that's really quick. Yeah. And by the time we waited at the traffic light across the road, yeah, we walked that's a, down. That's a bummer that wait, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we got into the ground with. Just enough time to buy a beer before the match started. You think they would actually orchestrate, like, coordinate those traffic lights and trains arriving or something? Because like yeah. every time I come out of Enchon, well, not not, not Enchon station, but Doman station, yeah. end up standing waiting at those traffic lights for for quite a while. What was the crowd like? Was it a big crowd or? Uh, I'm going to say it was. It was quite quite crowded on all, all four sides of the ground. Yeah. Obviously, plenty of spaces as well, but pretty decent. Pretty decent crowd, and they're quite happy early on, as uh, they broke down the left. Uh, I forget which player it was, but he he, he dummied his defender, went to the byline. At which point, our keeper rushed out towards the edge of the 18-yard box along the goal line right. to block him, so that the Incheon player just slid the ball across the, the face of the area, and Kevin banged it into an empty net. Is he's having a bit of a purple patch, Kevin? Uh, I don't know if I gave him a penalty again, but anyway. <laughs> According to my score app, he got sent off, but I'm pretty sure that's an error. That is an error. Because I didn't Cause see him get sent off. And, and he was playing last night. Although I've got form for missing red cards and stuff. You have, but he was playing last night. Okay. And he was quite uh, quite an important co- contributor last night as well, so he was definitely one. Yeah, he definitely wasn't sent off. So eight minutes in, Solar 1 0 down for a goal that was highly avoidable. Another defensive slash goalkeeping calamity, but um, they played pretty well after that. Uh, Created a few chances, and they got a corner after about twenty-five minutes. And I think Takahagi had just come on. Yeah, I was about to just about to raise that, but okay. Yeah, what were you gonna say? I was about to say I was like, I was basically a minute after Takahagi came on. And do you think? Yeah, do you think he changed? The game. They, do you think his inclusion made a difference? Do you think his non-selection in the first place was as ridiculous as, as I thought it was? Um, the, the, the formation on on Sunday was a little bit odd because we had a, a left back playing right back, which meant he always had to go down and double back yeah. to bang crosses in with his left foot. Chrissy Morris. <laughs> um, 
and there are a few odd odd choices, but I don't know. Takagi seems to be another one like uh, like your man Dohun that can't play a full game. Yeah. So yeah. you either have him run his heart out for an hour and take him off, or you bring him on as an impact player in the second half. I thought it was quite interesting because I mean, if there's one place that you need a battling midfielder, is going to be away at Incheon because they're known for well, throwing himself around a little bit. I think Huang had anticipated that, and he'd actually played three centre backs, and he'd played one of the other centre backs in Takagi's role. Oh, okay. And then Incheon, being the, the the usual bruising selves they are, they actually broke. Well, I don't know if he broke his ankle, but had a very fierce tackle, which yeah. had to be stretched off, which is when Takagi came on, okay. took a corner. Uh, Dayan went up for it. Everyone thought he'd score, but I say it's been given as an own goal there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think they had the guy on the line. I think right. It's a no. It's I think Dayan and the defender jumped up, and it came off one of their heads. Okay. Kind of glancing header in, in at the far post, and then kind of went through to half time like that. Came out. Um, so again playing pretty well, and uh, ten minutes into the second half, Pak Jong picks the ball up smashes it with the outside of his foot and completely wrong-footed the goalie somehow and into the top corner of the net. Yeah, it was a pretty amazing strike. Um, we'd all been saying he shouldn't be doing that because he'd spent the first half banging him into Rosehead, but uh, thereafter, Inchon didn't really do much, but they got a kind of lucky penalty with about maybe 10 minutes to go. Yeah. Um, at which point, uh, I think that it was a long ball floated in and our left-back playing at right-back sort of looked over his head, tried to chest it down and got it wrong and it went off, banged off his hand. So, yes, yes, it was a penalty, I guess. So that would be, I believe, the third handball penalty at Incheon because I've seen two this season. Yeah. One for against Songnam and one against, I want to say Pohang, but I don't think it was. Uh, anyway, Kevin steps up. There's quite a lot delay before it was taken, but even when the referee blew his whistle to take it, him and uh, the goalie stood there trying to psych each other out, and I think the goalie won because it was a very poorly taken penalty. Was Bro- it saved or was it missed? Saved. Saved. I mean, I'm sure the goalie's got to go the right way, but it was a very, very soft penalty, very weak, and kind of it wasn't anywhere near the post. It was halfway no. between the middle and the post. So. Which is unusual because he's he's a pretty good penalty taker for the most part. Yeah, but that was a very poor penalty. Okay, um, so. I guess at that stage um, you, you were you were happy you'd stopped Wang had stopped the rot and uh, you were sitting pretty in second. Yeah. No joint, joint second. I mean second. If, if the league had finished at that point in time, you'd have been awarded second. Yeah. On because we've scored and sixteen goals, more goals. goals than score, yeah. Goal scored, which is actually why Songnam were sitting in fifth, even though they were on the same points as Sangju, because yeah. like Sangju scored more goals. So the goals for thing is working. The goal scored is definitely working because it is actually separating teams in the table. Well, Chumbuk, Sold and Sangja have all scored 39 goals after 21 games. So it's almost two a game, isn't it? Yeah. And Songnam has scored an amazing 33. Which for, for Songnam is like three seasons worth of goals. Yeah. The only people who haven't got the memo are Suwon. Uh, uh, yeah. And Ulsan. Well, I go the game. Ulsan, Jonam, Inchon still a goal a game, yeah. But yeah, Suwon are on like only 14 goals in 21 games. So, but you, I guess you're going to wanted to talk about Chumbuk versus Seoul yesterday. I guess that's what you're trying to lead on to, was it? It was indeed, yeah. Yeah. So Wang stopped the rot yeah. on, a, on a Sunday and then started to back up again on a Wednesday, I hear. Um, yeah, I, d- I didn't really see 
much difference between the soul of Sunday and the soul of yesterday, but obviously the opposition were a lot better yesterday. Uh, Chumbuk, they, I wouldn't say they played particularly well, but they're very clinical. They got the the, ch the chances they got, they pretty much scored. Uh, Seoul wasted a lot of chances, had some very good chances they failed to score, and I think that was the difference. Yeah. I think, having watched John Book several times this year, they're not just against Songnam, but having watched them, I, I, I watched them uh, um, in somewhere, Suwon. Yeah. They, one thing they do is they, they zip the ball around the, the pitch really, really quickly. They, they always seem to have an extra man, even when, okay, in that game against Suwon, they did have an extra man, yeah. but, but they always seem to have an extra man, even when they don't. Yeah. They, they pass that ball around, they, 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 they find so much space, that's one of the things I say. Seoul obviously playing five at the back, uh, but Chumbuk still still found so much space. Yeah, and uh, they're obviously Lopez is very very pacey, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. As you can see with the third goal, yeah, which should never have been a goal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a great ball through by Kimbo Kyung, yeah. and Lopez Lopez did beat the uh, offside trap. Yeah, but still, from it cut across. Yeah, and beat a defender who has like a good. Yard on him. Yeah. Um. You really shouldn't be doing that. But I think Seoul's defence is quite flat-footed. I don't think Osmar's particularly quick either. I think Osmar's there. game is his positional yeah. genius. He knows exactly where to be, but he 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 lacks pace. He's got yeah. Osmar is he's not fast. He's got good positional awareness. And he's he's got laser-like tackling to yeah slide in and get the ball without giving away a foul most of the time. But I think that's where you find. I think yeah, John Book exploited that kind of slow, slower defence. Um, Kimbo Kyung is, I guess, proving everyone exactly why he was originally taken into Premiership. Yeah. Um, I think he looks how he's not. If he doesn't get a national team call up, then Uli should just resign because he's he's. I would say he's the best Korean player in the K League. Uh, he's not. I don't think he's the best. I still think. P2 is just like amazing, but anyway, I think P2, Adriano, Thiago, Leonardo, I would all say are, are they the best players in the K League, but the best Korean player I think by far is Kimbo Kyung. Um, he scored after four minutes yesterday. Um, mm. a, a cross was sent in, and Takahagi on the edge of the area terrible tried terrible. to pass it out. Yeah, I think Solo got to stop trying to pass. They give them so many <laughs> balls away because they're trying to pass it out and it goes to the opposition or they miss their player. Well, I guess they're trying to keep they're trying to keep possession, right? Instead of just blasting toe-poking up the pitch. But I think now they've just got to start. Every time a cross comes in, they've got to blast out for a throw-in or up the pitch because yeah. the passing out, they're giving the ball away so much that they're... What was the famous Alan Hansen statement? You can't score from the stands. <laughs> exactly. I think, that's, I think it was Hansen. Um, yeah, I mean, so the, uh, it was a great finish, though, by Kimbo good Kimmel. finish. But Takagi set it up perfectly for him. Yeah, yeah. And was it him who, who hit the post afterwards as well in, in, in the first half? Uh, Kim Bogeon. Yeah, I think it was right. Uh, yeah, I think it probably was. Um, <coughs> but then I guess so. I mean, so pulled it back because it was two goals in the first ten minutes, right? Yeah, uh, got a corner, passed out to Dan, and he I think dribbled it around the defender and curled it in. Yeah, pretty sweet finish. Yeah. Actually, that it was an amazing strike to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, uh, it was so good that his ponytail fell out, <laughs> or his Alice band, whatever you want to call it. But then, uh, I mean, after that, did the soul respond, or did John Book kind of 
hip control back. It was pretty even. Okay. Um, Sol, I think, had the better chances for the rest of the first half, including Pak had a really good one just before half time. Um, for me, though, I mean, Pak Jiang and Dayan both past 30, aren't they? They're both slow. Yeah. And it just wasn't working. I mean, Sol were lazily passing the ball back and forth and very slow. Yeah. But when when Chumbo got the ball, they were like blitzing quick on the yeah. counter attack. I mean, I think it, it helps when you have someone with the pace at Lopez. Yeah. Who was it, Jeju last year? Yeah. I don't really remember that much. Again, like Thiago, I guess it depends on if you're played in the right system or not, right? I think it was too bad. It wasn't too bad, but I don't think you would have had him up there as like, yeah, as the, you know, a, a kind of free-scoring player. He seems to have been the of, of the last couple of matches. Yeah, but I mean, uh, apart from that, I mean, second half started off, and again, it's very even. But again, uh, I can't remember what the second goal looked like. Lopez um, got it and then took it to a, quite a narrow narrow angle, right? Where it looked from yeah, just he, down the other end of the pitch from me. So yeah, I think it was a turn of shot, right? Yeah. I watched it this morning, but I can't. I actually all I remember is the third goal. I remember Kimbo Kyung's goal, and I remember that third goal was just as I said, it was just like a it was a it was a brilliant pass by by Kimbo Kyung. It was what you you would you know like define a a defence splitting pass. Um, and he took it perfectly, ran across the, the defender. Fair play to the, the defender for resisting pulling him down. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't, but he, he, he didn't. <laughs> uh, and then he just like, knocked it there on the keeper easily. Yeah. And, and, and I think at that point, 3-1, I mean, 3-1 with five minutes left, it was kind of over, right? Um, uh, two interesting things to note is that we often complain about Che not being able to change a game, so he wouldn't make any... like game-changing substitutions or tactical substitutions, you have his plan, he'd stick to it, right? Yeah. But Huang, after the second goal went in, he decided, oh, this is not working, so he brought, I don't, don't agree with the guy he brought on, because he brought on Unit Lock, who was absolutely Dave. shite again, but he, he knew what he, he knew something needs to be changed, and he made the change. And then, after the third goal went in, either just before or just after, he brought on uh, Shimuyon, the really big guy, so yeah. going to pump up long, long balls up to him, at which point, uh, che Gang, he showed that he's also got a bit of tactical now, and he he brought on Wookie maybe with 15 minutes ago. As soon as our big guy brought on, he said to the Wookie, you're not playing up front anymore, you're going to man-mark this guy, right. cancel him out. And that's what he did with Wookie played. Basically tr- trailed our guy across the pitch. Okay. So it was quite interesting to see the, the tactical. Uh, but some people actually do have tactics in the K-League, and it's not just a case of, here's what we're doing at the beginning of the game and stick to it, yeah? I know you're a big Chumbuk fan that you met, Matt Bins yeah. thinks that Che's got no tactical awareness at all, but I saw a little bit last night at least. Okay. And it finished, uh, Osmar, Osmar pulled one back in the last minute, right? Yeah. Oh, well, with the fourth minute of injury time. There's six minutes of time added on. Um, yeah, you got one after the fourth. But Again, if, if Tagahagi was at fault for Kimbo Kings' goal, then whoever was your defender was at fault there. He passed it straight, like, straight to us. Yeah, whoever was... John Book's yeah. defender passes straight to Osmar as well. Yeah. Um, I did notice that what I thought was, was quite interesting was in the highlights, even after Osmar scored, no one ran in the net to pick up the ball. No, they, they, Dayan did. Well, Osmar didn't. Osmar so didn't. Dayan went in and booted up to the centre circle. Oh, okay, okay. Because actually, because usually you see Osmar running in to grab the ball, but I noticed that he just kind of ran away back as if, well, what, yeah. what's the point? I mean, 
but I didn't know Dehan had done it. So I, 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 that was one of the things I was I was talking about earlier, where I think I don't really know if Osman and and is on the same page as some of the other other players in his team right now. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can, we can do my game next. Yeah. Okay. Push. Okay. Uh, but that was it. Okay. Terrible. Uh, after hailing Kim Hakbum a legend for beating uh, Suwon and and the Dakjang yeah. um, on Sunday, he. For some reason, Peter, who looked perfectly fit as he was training on the side, on the sidelines, and he is Argentinian after all, so I'm sure he can handle two games in a week. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, he didn't play him, so okay, fine. But we were, Kim, Kim Do Hyun came back, but we were completely devoid of ideas uh, in the uh, across the pitch. Wang Yi Joe was having a typical Wang Yi Joe game, uh, and I think Jeju just marked him out the game as well. And the substitutions were a bit strange. He he had P2 to come on, but never brought him on. Uh, and the game just petered out. Nothing really of any merit of comment happened throughout the whole game. Okay. It was just one of those nothing games that should get football stopped. But it's a point back. It's a point clawed back on Ulsan and Seoul. And more importantly, it's a point ahead of Sanju. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Jonathan scored his first goal for Suwon Bloomings, uh, second minute away, away from home. So he's now got himself off, off of zero or on 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 the score sheet. So I'll, I'll be interested to see if he kind of rebounds from from here. Yeah. Or not. Um, that I guess that was a much needed three points for um, the Blue Wings as well. Yeah. Uh, obviously that game. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that that was pretty huge, and it was done in Sangju as well, which is kind of like surprising to see the army lose yeah. after they've been in a great run of form. Yeah. And that's why I was saying that that point that we got last night, although it felt like two points lost, was actually a point. But it was a point above Sangju. Yeah. Uh, which is like huge because I think we play them um, soon again. I think um, the other, I guess the other big game was Ulsan uh, versus Incheon, which uh, I, I believe we had predicted as being one of the one of the most one-sided matches ever. Which it was. Which it was. Uh, actually, it was one player-sided, uh, as Incheon ran out three-one winners over Ulsan. Yeah. Kevin Orris scored two, and I believe set up the other one in the middle as well. Uh, some pretty good goals. And Ulsan looked all over the place again. Um, okay. So they're kind of like Ulsan seem to be going through their own sort of Jekyll and Hyde uh, kind of point because they've been doing really well recently. Yeah. But they also they they had a bus blocking game like a few weeks back, and yeah. I believe the bus was blocked again last night. Okay. And that gives us the the last one, the last game. Oh no, sorry, Guangzhou drew nothing to Bajonam. Nothing to talk about in that one. Yeah. And the final game was Suwon hosting Pohang. And Suwon amazingly won one now. And amazingly won one now with 10 men yep. as well. After my favourite Australian defender, or as I like to call it, the one who gets picked, uh, Adrian Lear got sent off for violent conduct. Yeah, I I'm not really sure what he was sent off for, to be honest. But he, 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 he looked kind of distraught at the sending off. Uh, but Suwon went up after that and, and actually beat Pohang 1-0 with only 10 men so 
So that was a much needed point, a couple of points for them. They're still rooted at the bottom, but had they lost that one, particularly with Inchon winning, it'd have been like curtains for them, I think. Yeah. Okay, that's the the, the massive amounts of games in the, the classic dealt with. I think something else I, I think I want to go on to quickly yeah. was uh, you maybe anyone who's still listening from the beginning has maybe heard me mention Kim Hyun several times. Uh, Kim Hyun was. Do? He was the one who scored the, the 64.7 metre strike against Suwon. So, the second longest goal in K-League history. The longest goal in K-League history. Uh, but here's the interesting thing. He wasn't able to take the plaudits of, of his home legions last night because he is not allowed to play against Jeju. Ever? Ever. Or Con- just this year? We don't know, but contractually, probably just this year, I guess. But I think it's a bit of a farcical system. Will you sign someone from your same league and you have a stipulation that they cannot play against you? Yeah, I think we talked about this earlier in the year. I forget who which player it was in relation to, but it's come up a couple of times and we've said, yeah, basically you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, it's fine if it's on loan, I get it if it's on loan. Yeah. Because you're going back there. Yeah. Or if it's signed you, I get it. But if you sign someone out, outright and you're told you can't play them against this team, I, I think it's ridiculous. Particularly in a league... Where do you have, you know, a, a four-four in a row? So I mean, like you're you're obviously going to be signing players from other K-League teams. Not everyone can afford to bring Kim Bo Kyung back from from England or Japan or wherever it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can't. Not every team can, can afford that. So if Song Nam go and spend money or trade one of their players and get Kim Hyun to then be told that you can't play him. I mean, it should be noted that Lee, Lee Jung Won also wasn't playing. And Kwaki Sung wasn't playing. Yeah. Uh, so, it, like, you know, even the, the guy who went to Jeju was banned from playing against Songnam as well. Yeah. Um, and we had two players from Jeju who were banned. But I think it's a ridiculous system. Uh, you're, I get it if the person is on loan, but I, don't, I think it's ridiculous if you're if you've bought the person outright. So is that your rant brought forward? Well, because I guess yeah, that, that was my rant because uh, we discussed this with Shin Jin Ho play against Pohang and, and, and how would they react? Well, obviously, he, he probably wouldn't have done it anyway, right? But it's ridiculous. I'm trying to think which player it was in relation to. I can't can't remember off the top of my head, but, yeah. And then when you have a team with with a squad the, the size of John Book, John Book could basically, like, sell a player or loan a player to every other K-League classic team and never have him play against them. <laughs> it's like... I don't see that. I, I think it's stupid. Yeah. Stupid system in a league that's got... You know, uh, strict regulations on strict regulations on how many foreigners and stuff that you can have anyway. Okay, your rant is noted. It's over. Okay. I'm sure K League officials are listening to us. They are indeed, actually, because one of them met me at the weekend. And said, "Hey, are you the podcast guys?" <laughs> I said, "No," <laughs> and then I caught crew. Okay, previews. A little bit of a biblical quote there. We're already five minutes over where we want to <laughs> okay. speak. So. Previews. Uh, where are you going at the weekend, Paul? You're going nowhere, right? Are you going to go to Jeju? Uh, I am, yes. Sweet. Lying down Saturday morning. Sweet. Did you get my ticket booked? I did. Fantastic. You're, you're me. Am I right next? Am I next to you? Yeah. See next to you? Yeah. I'm so excited. Who else is coming? Uh, Big John. <laughs> I Scot- bet he is. Scottish John. <laughs> a Scottish John? Is a Scottish John? From the embassy. Oh, okay. Is he Scottish? Your pal, the Rangers fan. Oh, that guy. Oh, we need to call him. Do you have John the Hun and John and John the Not Hun? Uh, John the Hun and yeah. 
Ah, so how many is it going? Uh, just me and Jesse, I think. Oh, okay, so John's not going? Because it's on Sunday night, so... So you find out Saturday, spend the weekend, yeah. fly back Monday? Catch the first plane back, 6.30 on Monday morning or whatever it is. So if you're not in, if you're not inclined to do that, you basically can't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or take a day off work. Just take a day off work. Ah, oh, should be a good, should be a good game. So should win it. Did, I lost, watched them last night. They're terrible. They've lost Seoul after not after never losing to Cheju. They've lost two on the trot to Cheju. Yeah, so. they wouldn't lose a third. We'll see. So my prediction for so for for Cheju Seoul on Sunday. My prediction is a way win Seoul. Yeah. Okay. Uh, big game on Saturday. Um, probably not really, but yeah, John Am versus Subban Bloomings, one of the relegation battles now. Yeah. Um, if John Am win that game, they'll push uh, Subban in tenth position. Yeah. And then if Incheon beat Pohang, Subban will be down in eleventh. Yep. So Subban, it could be the, the the two Subban teams could be the bottom two teams in the table. Which is quite interesting because I've heard people from Subban being called bottom feeders before, but I don't know, I, I was in terms of football. <laughs> uh, first game up on Saturday, we have Pohang versus Inchon. On Pohang's recent form, you've got see that will be a tough one for them, but I'm going to put that down as a draw, I reckon. Uh, this is, it's quite similar to Ulsan Inchon, which was yesterday, right? Yeah. We, we picked it as a home team, home win. Inchon went away and did well, but you can't see them repeating it twice. Can't, you can't see them do it, no. So, so yeah, Pohang, home win. You've talked me around. Oh man. You're going to pick up their first win in four games, are they? Uh, they are indeed, yeah. Okay. Sangju versus Guangzhou. The Jews. <laughs> the, the, the match of the Jews. Home win. Home win. Sangju will bounce back from, from losing to Suwon. Yeah. They won't lose twice at home, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, John Am Suwon, as we discussed, massive game. And we'll take, I, I, think, I think John Am could edge that. I really do. I think they're going to win 10-0. Uh, I'll go for, I'll put a full stop in there and it'll be one now. On the Sunday, Jombe versus Ilsan, the game that could eventually decide the title, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, like, I think if they win that one, that believes so was the only second place team. Uh, I think the league's over anyway. 11 points, I think it's too much, but I think if Jombe had to, had to beat Ilsan, yeah, you'd be looking at it and saying, okay, they've kind of beaten every challenger. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've, they've not been great, but they've won when they've had to win. Yeah. Um, Jeju, so as we discussed, I, I think so will scrape it. I really do. Which leaves Songnam versus Suwon. Uh, Songnam haven't won in four home games, but we stopped the, the rot of defeats by drawing with Jeju. Yeah. I think we'll go one better and beat Suwon, but it won't be one for the purists. And you won't be able to barrack Leia, presumably, because he'll be suspended. Uh, yes, I thought, when you said barrack Leia, I thought, is that a Barack Obama joke or is that a Princess Leia joke? <laughs> uh, I don't know which one it was, but you actually meant barrack Leia, in which case, yeah, yeah, I can't barrack him because he'll be suspended. Okay. But I'll be big, a big Vlad in a, a tough time. So, there's also two rounds of challenge coming up, but can I we... Think Skip them. Well, skip them, and I think we're going to live podcast for, from one of them anyway, right? That's the plan, yeah. So the plan is a live podcast from Butchon. Butchon via the police. Probably. So I guess we can just preview that one. Butchon home win. Uh, no, I think the police will win that. Yeah, you're right, the police will win that one. Okay, it's coming up to outro time. It is indeed, so I guess the intro music was to welcome back 
Ede, three-time, yeah. three-time K-League, K-League comer. Yeah. It's just like, as they say, you know, like, they just can't keep stopping back. They always come back. I mean, I left Korea, came back. You left Korea, came back. Eddie's left twice and come back. So I guess it's only fitting that we, with a tear in our eye, we bid farewell to one of the K-League's greatest characters. One of the K-League's greatest haircuts. Yep. And uh, nope, we're not talking about Stevie again. Uh, but it is an actual fact. Byungji. Byungji. So he was released by Chunnam at the end of last season. Yeah. And he couldn't find another club in January. But he didn't retire. He said, I'm going to try and find somewhere in the summer. Yeah. But he's actually come out now and said he's officially retiring. Yep. So at 46 years of age. He played in my first ever K-League match back in the year 2000. He probably played in the first ever K-League match. 16 years ago, my first K-League match, Christ. Oh, I was even a twinkle in my daddy's eye. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the thing that, that kind of makes me sad is now, when I go to a football stadium in Korea, I am the oldest person. There's no player that's older than me. I'm also not the oldest person in the stadium, obviously, uh, but it means that there's not a single player that's older than me, and I think that's the first time I've ever said that in Korea. Which mm. makes me feel really old. But farewell, Byungji. Um, I guess everyone's time is up at some point. Is he still your number one? He's still my number one. But he'll no longer be anyone else's number one. He's moving on. He's moving on. Okay. And uh, I think it probably is about time that he went because I I've noticed that his, his hair's fallen out and I think the tide is getting a bit high. <laughs> I thought that's because he's uh, slower to get off the ground. He needed more tide conditioner for his uh, to get the mud out of his clothes. I think so. I think so. So take it away, Maestro.